Hello and welcome to the Bristol Lowdown, the podcast that gives you all the inside info about student life at Bristol University. I'm Fergal Maguire, a second year history student, and I'm here with Burst Radio to give you conversations between me and key people in our university in the hope that we can answer the questions you haven't even thought of yet. Or maybe you have. Listen and immerse yourself in the Bristol University experience. Hello everyone. Today we are talking about well-being within our university. We want to live in a diverse world. Everyone needs to have a voice and voices need to be equal. And this episode really affects everyone. It's so important that all of our student voices are represented within the university and that we eliminate all barriers and forms of discrimination and that we allow the unheard voices to be heard. So with me to discuss this today is Khadija Megrawi, the Black and Minority Ethnic Network Chair, Olivier Levy, the Wellbeing Network Chair, and Imogen Andrews, the Disabled Student Network Chair. So first of all, welcome to all of you. And Khadija, I kind of wanted to start off by asking, would you be able to tell us a bit about your role as the Black and Minority Ethnic Network Chair? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you so much for inviting me onto this podcast. Um, it's great to meet everyone. Um, so yeah, hi, I'm Khadija. Um, yeah, as you said, Chair of the Black and Minority Ethnic Students Network. Um, so essentially, um, as a network um, and as a network chair, I've been elected to represent BME students um, at the university, which who are students of colour, um, to represent their needs at the highest levels of the university and the students' union. Um, and I'm also supported in this by my committee. Um, we sort of like sit and oversee um, a lot of like cultural societies as well of like different um, ethnic groups of students. Um, and we work on a lot of things. So our main two priorities is kind of like creating a, um, a safe, fun social space um, for BME students at the university. Um, so that can be through like dinners, um, socials, um, mingles, um, quizzes, film nights, that kind of thing, getting like fun collaborations between cultural societies. Um, so that like, oft because often the student experience at the university can feel quite whitewashed. So it's trying to help those other students feel like there's a space for them. Um, this also involves looking out for student wellbeing. So um, making spaces for like, um, BME students to um, come to these to like say well-being discussion groups um, and restricting that to only like students of colour so that they feel safe um, and can talk very sensitively about their mental health um, and then the other side of it as well is um, like empowering um, uh, action led by these students to create change um, on a longer term level so this is through a variety of things so we run campaigns um, for um, white students and um, BME students to come to these things to be informed about this stuff. So, um, for example, we've just launched our um, Black History Month campaign, we have like Islamophobia awareness campaigns, um, and um, from other, so many other issues through like um, issues around the world um, in, let's like, say, looking at things like, you know, Yemen, Uyghur, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, 
Um, and then, um, but we also work on SU and university policy. So um, I myself um, attend meetings with people like the Pro Vice Chancellor of the University to push for changes for um, students such as um, uh, changing the report and support tool for reporting racism for it to be um, for far more direct action to be taken, um, decolonizing the curriculum. Um, so for example, um, I co-led the formation of the um, Bain Medical Students Group at Bristol Medical School that has done some incredible things around like changing our curriculum to make it less white. Um, and now um, I'm working on like taking this more widely um, at the university level. Um, things like diversifying our counseling services. So this is like particularly relevant to our themes of well-being in this episode. Um, so looking at, um, because this is a real issue with students, um, they come to these services um, feeling like they, ha they aren't being heard, they're not, it's not accessible to them, um, their issues just aren't being understood, so trying to create more diversity and also things like anti-racist training for our counsellors, our tut personal tutors, wellbeing staff, resi life staff, um, and yeah, like, and all manner of things. So it's just about like, yeah, those two things, like a fun social space, um, for BME students, but then also creating that long-term change um, for the entire student body around these issues. Sure. And through what platforms are these issues being discussed? I mean, is it through a forum where, where people come and discuss it in a room or is it online? I mean, so yeah, what, what platforms are these issues being kind of conversed? Uh, so as a network, we um, because we're a democratic network, we um, are committed to holding um, three forums throughout the year. Um, I say committed, but I absolutely love them. Um, I went to a few. <laughs> um, I went to a few last year and the year before, and I'm really happy to be like running them now. Um, but when I took over as chair in June, we had our first one in July, and this was these forums are like um, a, a safe space for like BME students only to come. Um, and decide what the network campaigns on for them, what their priorities are, um, what direction they want to take things in. So we even, for example, at the last forum, had a really interesting discussion about the term BME, um, because there have been lots of discussions following Black Lives Matter about whether that's appropriate or not, and um, we like everyone shared their opinion about like you know whether that was the most appropriate term or like whether we wanted to change the name of the network. Um, but it's like things like that. Um, we the, the priorities that students feel like they want the BME network to campaign on and change are decided at these democratic forums. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if I had to ask you specifically your plans for the next 10 months, for, for this year, I mean, do you have any specific goals in terms of where are we now and, and what needs to happen? Um, like, what are your plans? Um, so many. <laughs> um, let me get out a list. Um, so it's essentially for me, I, I guess what kind of sums it all up for me is moving from conversation to action. Um, so I think we've had so many conversations like that have been going actually for years now at this university, um, but have been really highlighted a lot in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and it's about like taking these principles that we've now established about like how much of an issue anti-blackness is specifically um, for black students at this university in society um, and then like other general conversations about like institutional racism um, about uh, zero tolerance to this um, about the importance of decolonizing our curriculum um, so like all of these things that have been a lot of them have actually been said for years but have now been really like highlighted 
um, taking that and instead of like reinventing the wheel or trying to redefine something that we already know exists, it's about, right, we know this is a problem now, what can we do to actively change it in a way that students and staff and people at this university can see very visibly has been done. Um, so that's even why for me at every meeting I go to or like every um, event or whatever, it's just like, right, what are the actions following this? What can we do? Um, but it's not all like just policy and actions and stuff. It's also like creating a, a like a fun um, environment that like helps people's well-being, helps our students relax a bit more just because it has been really tough recently. These conversations have been difficult um, and and it has really highlighted the issues of like how people can often feel so out of place um, and how the, even the student experience at Bristol can sometimes feel very white. Um, and it's about for me like making, trying to build that like um, community between the cultural societies, um, between students, like between students of colour so that they feel like they've got this place for them that they can come and just relax and enjoy themselves. Um, and in so doing, you then diversify the entire student experience for everyone because when you've got like these, you know, showcases and celebrations of cultures of different experiences, um, when this community is formed that everyone feels confident with each other and stuff, you can then like, you know, put on events like cultural exchange or showcase to all students to show like, look like the, these other cultures that are so often demonized are actually so fun and amazing and have so much to bring to our student community. Um, yeah. And, and you mentioned, yeah, as you mentioned kind of um, diversity and, and actually diversity is something which is, is benefits everyone in, in such a huge way. And um, another thing you touched on was well-being, which brings me on to um, Olivier. Would you mind just kind of telling us a bit about what your role as the Wellbeing Network chair is um, and, and kind of what that means to you? Sure, Fergal. Well, um, the Wellbeing Network brings together SU societies which campaign and organize events dedicated to improving students' uh, well-being, uh, such include like the um, University Conservation Group, like Transcendental Meditation Society, and the That's What She Said magazine, uh, among many others. But um, the Wellbeing Network Committee is uh, comprised of six positions. You have the SU and Society's Liaison Officer, an, an Academic Liaison Officer, Residential Liaison Officer, uh, an events officer, like a social media manager, um, and the, uh, the chair. Um, I act as like a, a representative of our committee, as a go-between the SU and the full-time officers. Um, I speak on our behalf at meetings, interviews, and conferences with university directors, such as like the heads of wellbeing uh, and student inclusion at the uni. Um, and I'm also on the Student Mental Health Partnership Project, which includes health officials at University of Bristol, uh, UE, the NHS, and the uh, City Council. Uh, so effectively, I'm like a go-between, but also a voice for, for, sure. for these uh, officials at the university, which um, are more involved with the like, technical side of uh, well-being and like access accessibility at the university. Um, and I have like, a, a good platform to um, uh, involve students and, and engage them, but uh, make their ideas more accessible. For sure, and and coming to you know, for those um, listeners um, listening right now who are joining um, Bristol University this year. Um, joining a university is a, an incredibly daunting thing, you know, going to a new a city, a new place, meeting new people, um, um, away, from, away from home, away from kind of the comfort of, I guess, your home life. And I guess, you know, with that is the people's mental health and their well-being can 
can be affected and it's a really important thing to to almost you know try and take care of so what is in place um at the moment and what do you hope to put in place you know this year to really kind of support those students that perhaps are more vulnerable to mental health issues um well I think it's fairly obvious at the moment that the next year is going to play on on a virtual, uh, sorry, in a virtual framework. Um, in the next few months, we're going to be working closely with like our wellbeing societies and our partners at health services at the university and the SU um, to try and work to bring as many students into like a, a social dimension and prevent them from feeling too isolated. Um, at least the time being, uh, like I said, uh, most social events, including like our wellbeing network mingles uh, and the mingles of other societies, will be online. So my advice to students would be to find ways to like optimize their social social situations. Sorry, by varying activities and taking full advantage of the social events being put on by the university and the SU. Um, wellbeing services of Bristol are up and running. They they have been since the virus broke out in the UK in February, and there will always be help um, for those who want and need it. Sure, and and so this moves on to um, Imogen, and I kind of what I wanted to ask you is again, what um, does your role as the Disabled Students Network Chair entail? Um, and almost what um, kind of what do you have to say for the disabled students joining us this year? So um, my role as chair of the disabled network, basically, I kind of consider it as um, <clears throat> I'm kind of like the link between the students and the university. So um, students can kind of come to me with any concerns that they have or any ideas that they want to put forward to see change. And then I can put that forward to the union, try and get that implemented. Um, and I feel like, I mean, obviously, Olivia was just talking about um, well-being and within the uni and talking about freshers coming in and stuff like that. And a massive part of it for me <clears throat> is actually kind of breaking down the structure that we already have within the uni, because I feel like even though there are things in place, there are certain cracks within it. And I think a real priority for me with students coming in freshers this year and next year will always be to try and provide a service that is better than the year before. Um, and I think now with everything that has happened over the last year, well-being being so important and being at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, because a lot of people have been isolated and um, a lot of students coming into uni from Corona because of because of COVID, um, obviously it becomes way more daunting. And so that support that is there within the uni has to be really, really strong. Um, so my main, I suppose my main advice for students coming in would just be try and be the change that you want to see, try and speak to um, me and the other um, chairs with any ideas that you might have or any concerns that you might have, because we can then try and work together to try and make the uni experience the one that every student deserves and and make a really strong support system so that the freshers that are coming in know that they can enjoy their degree they can enjoy the social side but they also have that that backbone of support as well yeah sorry do you mind if i just build up on something Imogen said um uh, i think Part of our responsibility is um, making ourselves known to, to those joining the university. Um, it, it's about making ourselves, uh, as well as the services that we represent, more accessible to them. And it's about being creative and recognizing 
how we're going to make ourselves known um, to those joining. And uh, of course, uh, a large part is uh, mastering our, our social media yeah. and making sure that we're, st- we're staying in tune with what people see um, and how people like to see content and what makes them involved the most. Um, so I think in this like, virtual era, especially, um, we're going to have to work out um, how to reach students, the same ones that we're going to want to help uh, and the, the, the ones who might need our services over the next year uh, and over the span of their um, university lives. For sure. And, and I guess on that note, um, uh, for, the, for, the, for the students joining us this year, how, this is a question for, for all of you, how can um, students, whether they're first year or, or beyond, get into contact with any one of you or any one of your networks? And, and and I guess equally, how do you gonna? How are you gonna get across information to the students and through what platforms? Um, so um, with myself, um, I forgot to mention earlier, but um, a key program I'm working with is the BME Success Program. Um, so that's headed by um, Robbie Salisu, the Student Inclusion Officer, um, and one of their strands is actually um, belonging. Um, so they have they've got they've employed students. Um, I'm one of their employees, but I work on events, but they've employed students specifically um, to do that, to change belonging. So they actively reach out to the student body to help make them feel like BME students are valued and belong at this university. And I, I just mentioned that because I love that they've made that a specific team because you're also right. Like we have to help students feel like they belong. And that is done by increasing our visibility. Um, so even me, like I'm, alongside this program and the BME network I'm what I'm trying to do is get directly to the students that might not have heard of us because I think it's so easy when you're in your society SU bubble to think that like everyone knows about us and everyone knows people but um, that can often create a kind of dangerous sort of like um, small insulated bubble where it's just us Um, and there's there's going to be a fresher somewhere um, that is just feeling so alone in their halls or just heard like a horrible racist comment or like something like that who doesn't know about any of this stuff and like just like is going to feel so alone and I, I even know myself that like student experience when issues come up you can just feel really isolated really really quickly and when you're you're not feeling in like you're in a proactive place when you are feeling low when you're feeling down you're not gonna want to reach out like you're not, it's gonna be you won't have the energy to reach out and like research and find where these places are it's our job to make them easy to access and available so that students can use them so myself i'm i'm doing things like um actively um networking with um university academics and telling them like the the people that are teaching these students we exist we're here these are our freshest events um put them on your course newsletters, put them on Blackboard that you like students, everyone at least is going to read Blackboard or needs like, you know, says they do anyway. So um, at least that way, like our name and our logo and our events are going to be around everywhere. Um, just being really proactive in that approach, like telling like, a lot of the time staff don't even know what like the SU is really. Um, so just telling them like, oh, like, so you're the lecturer in this law school and you lecture like, you know, 200 students or something um could you maybe tell them about us um and a lot of the time like when you explain what you are and what your purpose is and like you know i'm just here to do 
this. Like, I'm just here to be here for like BME students and blah, blah, blah. Like staff can just be very receptive to that and like want to chat about you more. So it's just about like trying to take that more proactive approach and get out there to the students that might not come to you naturally. For sure. And the importance of visibility is absolutely huge. I mean, um, Imogen, do you have anything to add to that in terms of getting how students can get into contact with, with someone like yourself or, or your network? Yeah, so, um, I mean, from personal experience last year, um, coming in as a fresher, I kind of had this idea that I was going to start uni and I was going to join all these different societies and be involved in everything. And then I was at the Freshers' Fair and there was like, oh my God, like thousands of different societies and then all the different networks. And I was like, I want to be part of all of this. I want to get involved in all of it. But obviously your first few weeks, they're so overwhelming. Um, and I think that is going to be even more the case now this year for students coming in because obviously things are online. Um, you're kind of stuck in your halls, you're isolated, you're trying to make friends, but you can't really go out and about. Um, and so I think that students this year need a solid community more than ever. Um, and I think sometimes it is hard to get that information. And I think it's something that a lot of students don't actually go looking for, even though you can feel isolated and feel like you want to meet people like yourself you don't necessarily think oh there might be a, a community there might be a network in the uni for me it's just something that doesn't really cross your mind or it didn't for myself and I think what I'm really trying to do with our network this year is just make it really um kind of personable like pers like I'm personal to people and like I, I think sometimes when students think of a network they think oh right okay so it's it's university run and there's certain things I'm not going to be able to say or things that I won't be able to criticize because it's to do with the uni and I, I don't want to you know, speak out of turn and things like that. And I, I think when you come get across to people that actually I'm a student myself, I can see flaws in the system and I just want to make it better. And, you know, I, I go out with my friends, I drink with my friends and have that, that social life, but also I'm involved in um, trying to make the university better. I think it's just kind of, I don't know if I'm kind of explaining this very well, but just kind of making yourself pers personable so that students feel like they can actually go to you and, and talk to you about things and feel like it isn't just a university run organization. It's, it's run by students. And I think that makes it a lot more appealing. Um, but also for us as well, I've been really trying to kind of um, open up the network to students who have mental health conditions as well as physical disabilities. Because um, I think when people think about um, d disabled students, they think, right, physical disabilities, disabilities that you can see. Um, and that excludes a, a, a huge amount of students who are suffering with a mental health condition who you know, can get funding through um, the disabled network and can attend all of our um, all of our uh, mingles and things like that and also as a side note really like a lot of physical disabilities can go hand in hand with a mental health um, condition because obviously you, you can feel quite isolated or you can feel quite separate to other students or you might feel nervous that you're not going to meet many other students like you and then that can cause anxiety and so I think I, I just really wanted to open up our network to people this year who are suffering with a mental health condition because for myself I that I suffer with mental health conditions and I didn't ever really consider myself a disabled student but now that I'm involved in the network it's actually been really comforting because I'm meeting a lot 
more like-minded people and I don't feel so alone. And so, yeah, that's kind of been like my main, my main way of getting things across to students. And that's what I'm going to try and continue to do, just kind of open up our network to lots of different students. Yeah, and I think what you said about um, these networks being student-led is so important because actually the student union, and a lot of people perhaps don't know this, is a student-led body, and which is largely, to some extent, external from the university itself. And, and because of that, you are meeting and um, you know, and, and socialising with students who have who are going through the, the same you know feelings as you or, or have already gone through those um feelings and i kind of just want to get across this point that um as things perhaps go online and, and, and enter the kind of a virtual you know stage this year that um social media is actually a really great way to find out about networks and events and like you said olivia the the you know things like facebook finding out about um, events and forums they are places which if you are kind of struggling to find out about things you 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 can't do that I mean would you guys agree with that yeah definitely definitely there's loads of information on the SU page um, almost all of the networks have like a Facebook page where all the information is put in there and also information from um, societies that is tailored for that network so for example I've had a few members of um, some of the reps for different societies say, oh, we're really trying to get some um, some disabled students involved in our society. We really want to open up our society and show disabled students that you, you can do cycling or you can do um, acting and drama. So if you could put this in your network, we really want to open that up. Um, and then so you've got a vast amount of information on all of our different Facebook pages and you can literally just search that into Facebook and we'll all come up and you can just join. I was going to say there that um, I do definitely agree that like Facebook is such a useful tool and social media really is um, and it has definitely increased the visibility um, of our networks and allowed us to network with other societies in the way that you've um, spoken about Imogen but um, I think it's still kind of more of the illusion of the bubble like I think that sometimes with Facebook and even social media in general, you have, like, sometimes you feel like, oh, I've got this, like, buzzing community. Like, it's an issue I found anyway, that, like, I I feel like, oh, okay, I'm getting out to everyone because I'm getting, like, these likes and this approval and, like, I'm getting a share here, a share on this page. But actually, when you're looking, like, at who you're reaching, at your reach in terms of, like, the whole student body, it can actually be very small. Um and like I know for me I felt this because say international students um who aren't really as familiar with all these like how our Facebooks work and like what the right pages are to follow might not be getting this immediately until it's too late um or like students who've who aren't familiar with like the SU and the pages and they might say go to the fair but then from that it's like you're you're overloaded with so much information you might not know who to follow and where um and then these students just get lost um and and also the other thing as well is that i think with um social media in general a lot of the time people do find it really overwhelming and want to switch off um and don't want to always have to feel like like there can really be a pressure where you feel oh i need to be on facebook all the time or i'm going to miss out on all on our uh, on events that can be a really tough pressure for students to feel like that they're going to miss out if they if they like if they switch off and actually for me, like I'd want people not to always be checking their Facebook um, to be able to just have that time out or even so that like their Facebook or their social media isn't just like um, SU filled or like events filled. Because um, because before, like say, like before this pandemic, 
you could kind of like you could go to the SU or like go to uni and like have that time to be like in events to have your like high energy social time and then you can go home and switch off and your Facebook will just be for your friends or like whoever now it's like with this pandemic and everything going online social media just becomes saturated and like overwhelmed with everything like your work's online your social life is online your relaxation's online like everything and it's just like very hard for people um and it can just yeah feel like a complete overload of stuff um so for me like i'm i am definitely like really using social media and it is really helpful um and it's been nice to like network with different chairs and societies and stuff but i'm trying to um use other things as well like other channels so that if you just want to switch off from that they can um and that i'm not like contributing to this like social media overload that i think is becoming more and more of an issue can i just ask what um what kind of channels you would suggest using to get in contact with students and and reach out to students because that is something that i'm really conscious of i'm really i feel like i'm really just trying to figure this whole thing out as i go um you know i like i want to like reach out to as many students as possible and get people involved but obviously it's some it's difficult to know what the best way um to do it is so i'd love like actually some insight from you of what you feel is the best way to reach out to people um yeah definitely um Again, for me, it's, it's I'm still learning as well, but I'm trying to do things, as I said earlier, like getting on um, Blackboard, getting on course newsletters, like in emails, um, getting on like all the different ones. So like there are some that are like automatic Blackboard notifications and then some that are like um, like faculty newsletters. Um, also, like, as I said, like getting to know um, the like staff at this university, because um, often like say the senior management team or whoever like can it can sometimes feel like as a, like like you guys were saying like they're kind of like the university and like you can't you have to fit in with a certain image but that doesn't often reflect like what the staff the individual staff are feeling and like what they want to do so like if you know individual staff it can just be a case of emailing them directly and saying like this is like you know me from here or like or this is who I am and like this is what I'm passionate about like could you share with your students and even being reached out to can just be enough for them to be like oh wow like they took the time to email me let me talk to students about this um asking to get on like um lectures and stuff as well like to do a little shout out obviously we're very limited in our time so we can't go to like every course but um i'm hoping to do like shout outs that say like the big ones um that have lots of students um to um increase the visibility that way um i mean if if i was on campus could do things like leafleting and posters and stuff but obviously that's not as possible but um <laughs> i want to get in on like um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't want to be spreading this virus any more than i'm i might anyway but um even things like um going to like um the residences so i'm hoping to like um have the B bme network stuff like in residential like resi life stuff so it's getting to like people in like Stoke Bishop, in Clifton, in the city centre. Um, so yeah, like those were the other avenues I was exploring. Yeah, that's great to know as well, because then other freshers coming in kind of know where to look for it as well. So that's really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and I guess to to kind of wrap it up, and if this is a general question for all of you, but if you were, you know, were joining Bristol for the first time again, in hindsight, um, with the benefit of hindsight and if you could give one piece of advice to a first year whether that's related to to well-being um 
and representation or not, or whether it's just about university as a as an experience as a whole, what what would you say to someone listening right now? Um, I would say that it's about uh, adapting to these new conditions and not being overwhelmed um, by the stress and anxiety of coming out of isolation, perhaps just to find ourselves in a new period of isolation uh, in a very unfamiliar environment. <laughs> um, but if our lives over the next few months are going to exist predominantly online, um, make sure you stay in tune with everything around you by staying connected um, and with the things happening around you. Uh, and it's going to be part of our responsibility to be enterprising um and figure out how, how we can involve as many students in our campaigns projects but also because when network chairs not like committee presidents we need to utilize our resources um which are these societies to collaborate and create as big an impression and um presence in in new students' daily lives, uh, without necessarily resorting to the like old-fashioned like Facebook and other social media outlets, um, and this ties into what Imogen and Khadija have said very recently. We need to like um, be more versatile in our approach, more inclusive, to, to make sure that students don't need to like check the requirements for joining society before doing it. Um, we need to be expansive in our approach and I think students need to understand that there will always be help uh, and re representation for all of them. That's amazing. And so, uh, Khadija, what would you have to say to, you know, one, one piece of advice to a first year? Um, I think just remember that it's okay to be on your own journey and not to compare yourself to anyone. Um, so, like, I think sometimes you might come and you might feel like, oh, I'm not having this freshest experience that I'm meant to have. Um, obviously, everyone's going to have a really weird um, freshers. Like, my sister's doing freshers now, and it's just, like, it's not it's not going to be the same for anyone, but there can still be, especially with, like, social media getting, like, more and more used, people can, you know, still, like, put loads of stuff in their social media to make it look like they're really having a good time or they're living their, like, you know, best lockdown mm -hmm. life or whatever. Um, but if that's not the case for you, then that's okay, like, everyone is going to experience everything at different rates you're going to get to know your course in a different way to everyone else um and just like work on yourself and that's fine to do that like don't feel like just because someone else is having a different experience that you're doing something wrong mm. um and also i'd say like remember that you have a right to be in this space so that's especially relevant to like um students of color but just to any student really um this university like you are still like you're paying to come here this should be a space for you so academically um so that's like that ties into things we're doing you know about like um like there's even a group now at the bristol called like decolonize uob which is like a group of staff and students who are working on decolonizing the curriculum um but mm. that group is like there to work on make trying to show that the university academically and socially and everything is there for students so you as a student remember that like this stuff is happening and so if your course isn't reflecting that and it doesn't feel like it's a space for you that is wrong um and also knowing that like you can create change around you if you feel inspired to you can do it like get in contact with the bme network get in contact with decolonize uob um the bme success programmer it's all there for you to make change if you want but if even if you don't want to necessarily be the one making the change just know that 
you know, you've got a right to it and like, and you have a right to exist in the space. So see what's out there, go to the events, um, uh, get in contact with like, you know, your personal tutors, if you're having any problems, just know that like the university and the, and the students union and the society should be there to like, to serve you as a space. So if it's not doing that, then that's not a problem with you. It's a problem with these spaces. Sure. And, and Imogen, what, what would your piece of advice be? Um, uh, in particular to disabled students, but also this is actually, I would say, relevant to um, students of colour as well, that um, your experience in the uni, you shouldn't have to compromise. Um, you shouldn't have to compromise on your experience just because you have a disability or because you're a person of colour. I think a lot of students with disabilities, they come into the uni and they think, you know, there's going to be certain things that I'm not going to be able to do. There's going to be certain events that I'm not going to be able to go to because of my disability. And that absolutely should not be the case. Um, as everyone has already said as well, like, you know, you're, you have your right to be here. You are paying to be here. You have earned your place in this university. And the fact that you have a disability, be that physical or be a mental health condition, that doesn't mean that you should have to compromise on your experience and that is what um and, and that's what we're here for as well if you do feel like you are having to compromise on things or you feel like you're not getting the full experience um just you know come talk to us we're here for you your personal tutors are here for you um and just remember you know this is three or four years however long your course is where you have so many opportunities at your fingertips. University is such an incredible experience to meet people, learn new skills, have different um, conversations that completely change your outlook on life and also have um, an amazing education with all this information, all these books, all these amazing lecturers and people who come in to do talks just at your fingertips. So just make the most of it. Take it all in your stride. Know that you've got people there to support you. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> that's amazing. And Imogen, uh, Khadija and Olivia, thank you so much for coming on to the show and for speaking to us thank today. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for you. having us. And uh, thank, thank you for listening to the Bristol Lowdown. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>